One. We begin. We begin as children imagining and fearing ghosts. By degrees, through our long lives, we come to be the very ghosts inhabiting the lost landscapes of our childhood. Mommy and Me. May 14, 1941. It was a time of nerves. Worried sick what was coming, my father would say of this time in our family history. But who could guess it, examining this very old and precious snapshot of mommy and me in our backyard playing with kittens? Looked like I would be drafted. Nobody knew what was coming. At Harrison's, we were working double shifts. In the papers were cartoons of Hitler, but none of it was funny. The nightmare of Pearl Harbor is seven months away, but the United States has been in a continuous state of nerves since Hitler executed his blitzkrieg against an unprepared Poland in September 1939. By May 1941, with England under attack, the United States is engaged in an undeclared war in the Atlantic Ocean with Germany. But I am two years, eleven months old, and oblivious to the concerns of adults that are not immediate concerns about me. My 27-year-old father, Frederick Oates, whom everyone calls Fred or Freddy, is taking pictures of Mommy and me behind our farmhouse in Millersport, New York. It is a day when Daddy is not working on the assembly line at Harrison Radiator, a division of General Motors seven miles away in Lockport, New York, involved in what is believed to be defense work. It is a tense, rapidly shifting, unpredictable era before TV, when news comes in terse radio announcements, and in the somber pages of the Buffalo Evening News, delivered in the late afternoon six days a week. But such global turbulence is remote from our farm in western New York, where everything is green and humid in prematurely hot May, and the grass in the backyard grows thick and raggedy. Here, my 24-year-old mother, Carolina, whom everyone calls Lena, is cuddling with me in the grass, playing with our newborn black kittens, smiling as Daddy takes pictures. Taking pictures with the blue box camera. Of dozens, hundreds of pictures taken in those early years, only a few seem to have survived. And how strange, how astonishing it would have been for us to have thought in May 1941 These pictures will outlive us. How happy we are, and how good and simple life must have seemed to that long-lost child, Joyce Carroll, who did not know that she was there to be the firstborn of three children, with little in her life more vexing than the ordeal of having her curly hair brushed and combed free of snarls and fixed in place with ribbons, and being dressed up for some adult special occasion. You can see in the snapshot behind Mommy and Me a young black-bark cherry tree, and behind the tree the somewhat dour two-story wood-frame farmhouse owned by my mother's step-parents, John and Lena Bush. Built in 1888 on Transit Road, at the time a narrow two-lane country road linking the small town of Lockport with the sprawling city of Buffalo 20 miles away, and surprisingly large by Millersport standards where some of our neighbors' houses were single-story, lacking cellars, hardly more than cabins or shanties. This steep-roofed farmhouse was raised decades ago, yet resides powerfully 
indomitably in my memory, the sight of recurring dreams. In a dream of the old farmhouse in Millersport, I recognize not a visual scene, but a sensation, a tone, a slant of light. Often, details are blurred. If there are human figures, their faces are blurred. I seem to know where I am and who is with me, though I might not be able to name anyone. Just that sensation, both comforting and laced with a kind of visceral dread, back home. Note the exterior cellar door, a common sight in this now-vanished rural America, like the rain barrel at the corner of the house where rainwater was collected and used for all purposes except drinking. Behind Daddy as he takes our picture, and not visible to the viewer, is the farmyard.